We here at Stormdar Weather work hand-in-hand with the National Weather Service and other professional weather service agencies as a Weather Ready Nation ambassador. We are avid weather enthusiasts who have studied the likes of Mother Nature for over 30 years. The purpose of this podcast is to provide weather information, facts, and trivia in a manner that is entertaining and easily understood by everyone. Well, hello and welcome back to the Stormdar Weather Podcast. This is episode 214. I'm Rando. I'm Corey. And I'm Shara. And this is the last frost episode. I had to say it because there's a question mark on the... On the uh, on the outline, one uh, can only hope. Yeah, well, we're going to talk about that soon because I'm confident. <laughs> I'm very confident. I think you said that, that this could be the last one. I know. Well, I've said it three times now, but I really am confident now. You're really confident. Looking at this week's forecast, I'm more confident because you know we're going to be lows in the 60s coming up. So uh, know, yeah, that's true. So. We're going to do a big old warm yeah. up going on. Anyway, this is that uh, we're recording this on Monday, April 18th. We just finished Easter. That's why we're recording this on Monday and not Sunday. So happy we Easter! How was you guys' Easter? What'd it you do? Was busy. Yeah, because I bet you went. I mean, you went to Miami. Miami, sorry. Uh, sorry. It, I, I've yeah. had a day. <laughs> I'm still adjusting to how I sound. <laughs> yeah. We, well, okay. Before before you answer that, I'm I got to... like playing with my sound l- over Yeah, here. let me tell everybody. Um, I got some brand new equipment. I got a new audio interface and brand new headphones. The headphones that we have been using were really old and really cheap, and they were falling apart, and the little pad, the ear pad that the phones were flaking off, so we would leave. And the, have flakes. It would have flakes, yes, on our hair. ears and stuff. So I finally bit the, bit the bullet and got some new headphones for everybody, and uh, they sound amazing they're like so crisp and clear (laughs) it sounds like i'm yelling and i'm trying to like yeah yeah so so we're adjusting our levels i'm adjusting input levels i got a brand new uh interface and a focus right which is uh pretty high end so uh, not only are we listening to a new interface and headphones everything is in stereo and it's just so if if it sounds kind of weird occasionally that we're adjusting stuff (laughs) mine kind of sounds like you know when you've got a cold and everything you say is kind of like in your head. That's oh yeah, because it's I'm there right now. Because <laughs> it's like right there. I can't hear myself outside of the headphones, <laughs> other than what's going on. Yeah, so if we seem a little distracted occasionally, that's kind. Of, that's what we're doing. But so. to answer your question, yeah. So what's going on? Yeah, I mean, we had a good weekend. Corey had to work Friday and Saturday. Um, those were kind of whirlwind days for me. I felt like I was running nonstop. I got the kids to. Local egg hunts and oh, that's right! You told me you went to uh, an egg hunt at Iserman Park, Iserman the disc Park golf course at Mudville. <laughs> uh, that's why I wasn't playing disc golf. <laughs> it was very muddy. Uh, yeah, I think I told you before. It rained all week. Oh and then gosh! It wasn't bad though. It wasn't like so bad we couldn't enjoy it. There were right. patches of dry grass, and yeah. that's where they put the eggs. <laughs> Just getting to the egg areas were a little bit muddy, but that's okay. We were prepared for that. And and it wasn't horribly cold. It was, you know, overcast and it wasn't raining during it. So that was nice. But if you dressed appropriately, it was fine. But, and then Sunday we got up uh, bright and early. Oh yeah, early, um, right? 
Like, well, I got up at like 3.30. 3.30? No way. Because I had to bring all the Easter goodies in from the car. <clears throat> Wait. And, now, oh, now, Sunday morning? Yes, you, Sunday morning. The Easter, oh, from the egg hunt. No, for the Easter bunny. Oh, oh for the Easter bunny. That's right. Yes. I had to go find the Easter bunny. Okay. <laughs> I came down with something on Saturday night. I was pretty sick to my stomach and dizzy, and it wasn't good. Really? Yeah. All night long. I was pretty sick. Well, I didn't even know that. I don't remember that. Where Where was I? Along with me. Oh. Is this leading into a joke? Because no. I'm lost. No, no, you, 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 <laughs> I was dizzy. I was sick to my... I was about to throw up several oh, occasions. Oh, I know why. You're whining because I made you ride a ride. Yeah. Oh, see, that's why I don't do rides. Twice she put me on Time Traveler and I No I way! Was not, not back to back. Close enough. Doesn't matter. No so, way. No way. I was not feeling he, it that rest of the night. Uh got off early no. Saturday, which was really weird. So Dollar City... Saturdays are usually crazy, especially holiday weekends. Yeah. But there was no one there. And it was cold. Oh, so they just closed but, down? Well, no, they didn't close the park, but the cave had to close because of a technical issue. There was something. Mm. <clears throat> Plus, we were flooded all week. Well, yeah, they've been flooded. But so they closed the cave early, and so I went to get him, and they like, he never gets to ride rides because, you know, if he has a day off, the park is closed. Uh, right. So I'm yeah, like, right. you know, hey, we've got like an hour and a half before the park closes and there's no one here. There's no lines. Let's go ride something. And? So we rode Time Traveler together, which he <laughs> had only ever ridden once before, years ago. Never, first ever opened. will I do that. And we tried to ride other things. We walked through the park. We tried to ride Wildfire, but we got up there to get on it and it shut down. And so then we walked all the way around the park and nothing else really. We were like, eh, I don't really want to ride anything else. But then on the way out, I was like, you want to ride Time Traveler one more time? That's my favorite. Of course it is. It's my favorite. It's the best ride ever. It's different every time you ride it. That's why. Because your car spins differently. Oh, gosh, no. Every single time. So you just never know what you're going to get. You would never, ever get me on one of those things. Corey? Are you a roller coaster person? I like. He used to be. I, yeah, but I used to be. Oh, really? He doesn't. Yeah. Do I never very well. ever was. No, I get. I, my, I, okay, when I went to the Ozark Empire Fair in Springfield, when a long time because I'm older than you, they they put me on the teacup thing, you know, where it turns. I and can't the, do those anymore. I can't do them. Period. That's just straight <laughs> spinning. I ever. can't do no. just solid spinning for five minutes. No. 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 No, I can't do those. Those will make me sick if I'm just spinning nonstop. <sighs> but Time Traveler, so it's a roller coaster. Right. But then your car that you're in actually spins, not fast, but it turns, it rotates. Plus, you're on the ride going while you're moving while forward. While you're moving, and it goes upside down a couple of times. Why would anyone ever want that to. Uh, no. So you just never know which way you're going to spin or if you're going to be facing up to the sky when which, you're upside down. Which or is you're why be... you're saying it's different every time. Yeah. And I mean, there's sometimes where you do like um, a slow hang while you're going to spin. I'm going to do that. So, no. It's totally loads of fun. Well, the best part is that, it, you know, all roller coasters have that slow climb to get up to the top of a hill. Which I call the scariest which thing. Which is loud and it's chunk, 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 chunk. It's the scariest thing. I have that on Time Traveler. You go flying up those hills. Oh, really? <laughs> and you might spin backwards and all of a sudden shoot up a hill backwards and you can't even see what's coming. Um, I vote uh, no. 
Okay. So, so anyway, he <laughs> whined about that for the rest of the night because the second time, and I have oh. to admit, the second time was a little much for me that day too because I wasn't really. Some days I can ride it four or five times in a row, but well, see, Karen was a roller coaster person. She she loved Thunderation. That was her favorite. That one's rough now, but I still. Like oh really? That one. Our kids love that one. Now, okay, I remember Karen's ten years older than me, so she was back in the seventies and eighties. And then in the 80s and 90s when Thunderation was there, it's like, Roller no. Roller coasters are so much smoother now. There isn't that jerking and and it's not. It's just, well, it feels good like for you, them. Are just, you are gliding. <laughs> it's just a gliding. It's so smooth. Not but. for me. Not for me. But anyway. Anyway. Yes. anyway so, so we you got did up that. bright and early. We went to church with my family in Miami. Yeah. We went to his family for lunch and did an egg hunt with that family. Then we went back to my mom's. I think I saw you posted some pe- some pictures on yes. your Facebook. Yes, and it was cold and dreary all day, but <laughs> we still had fun. Uh, that's right. I mean, did did we ever get out of the fifties, Corey? I mean, it's cold out there. That's for sure. It wasn't bad right after church because we took some outdoor pictures, and me and my daughter were in dresses, um, with bare legs, you know, and we were fine. That'd be cold. It was yeah, but it chilly, was, but it was bad. Okay. But then when we went out to do the egg hunt later, just a couple hours later, and I'm in jeans and a hoodie, I was freezing. The oh, wind gosh. had come up. Oh, yeah. The wind will do it. The wind will and do And at my mom's house, my older children <coughs> decided to hide the eggs for the kids. And then they also hid eggs for, we have two almost 15-year-olds. Oh, okay. And... uh 13 year old so the oldest ones tried to hide for them and they hid them hard my mom and dad live on a farm oh so they could be anywhere <laughs> and it was a pretty big space That's funny that they had available even the hay bales the big round bales like they were having to hunt through those and the yeah. tractors and my mom and dad put money in the eggs yeah okay so okay i can see that yeah. after over an hour of looking we were still missing four eggs Oh, really? And if there's candy in them, you're like, whatever. Yeah, yeah, yeah. My dad's like, those have money in them. (laughs) You've got to find them. So it did not stop. Yeah. So it it took a couple hours, and and Grayson, the one that was hiding them the worst, was having to go out there and try to remember where he hid them. Oh, yeah, because the older ones did hide. Oh, gosh, yes. Now, I remember those those days of the Easter egg hunts and stuff, but... um, Nah, I mean, see, I'm older now, and I don't have kids. It's like, you know... That's great. I think that's awesome. I just don't want to be part of it. I'd rather go out there and play disc golf. I thought, okay, I'm going to go out there and play disc golf around all these kids trying no. to find eggs. No, we were on the track. Like, we were on the course. Yeah. Well, we, we call that bonus points. I mean, good luck. There's a lot of <laughs> eggs in between, and you got well, run no, over by no, kids. Th- trying no, to the reason them. I say that is because the actual the actual course is on, on the 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 entire park, but there's like a, a walkway. Yes. Yeah, and and we have like a lot of people when we're out there trying to play that they walk along there, and that's that's great. So so if if they're walking right when we're going to throw a drive, we just kind of wait. Kinda wait yeah, it's like, and that's by. fine. I mean, it's a park; it's for everybody. You know, it doesn't well, make us upset. Well, you know where we started that time, and you went out and played. Yeah. Okay, so where we started, the very first hole or whatever you call it. Yeah, hole. That's where the four to six-year-olds were. Okay. Right there at that starting point. Took up that whole area. So that's where, like, Griffin's age group was. And then back at the back of that area, Mm -hmm. where there's one that's back there in the trees. That was where Jillian was. Gotcha. So she, so Garen went with her. Oh, so they had different, like, areas. Yeah, different age groups. Gotcha, gotcha. three years olds out there with 10-year-olds, so. 
Well, that's true. The 10 year, 10 year olds would take all of them. Exactly. <laughs> what was the funniest part of the day? Garen went with Jillian. I can't take pictures and video both of them at the same time. Yeah. So I'm like, you take Jilly. I'll take Griffin. You know, take pictures. <laughs> so Garen goes with her and he's like, the funniest part, he's like, there's one guy yelling on his video. He's videoing Jillian picking up eggs and you can hear a guy yelling. I don't remember the kid's name. But he's like, so-and-so, stop picking up the rocks. Pick up the eggs. Oh my gosh. It's like, because it was along that edge where there's some rocks up in the... Oh, yeah. I mean, it's a park. Yeah, and if, if you go to Iserman Park here in Branson, it's actually a really pretty park. It's beautiful. But uh, it like hole one is on the west side. And there if you look to the left of, of where you're supposed to tee, there's a huge hill and no trespassing and trees and just a huge hill, which makes it really good in the evening time if you want to play disc golf because the sun... Makes a shadow on the whole park. It's like, this is awesome. So anyway, if you're ever in Branson, want to go to Iserman Park, that's it. So that was your Easter. That was Saturday. That was Saturday. And poor Corey had to work. Oh, my gosh. Yeah. I don't think he cared. He's in the cave. So, Corey, tell me about, okay, so you mentioned this before. The cave was flooded. I mean, it has been raining. So what's what's going on? It's flooded. But, I mean. I went down last Thursday. Because our first, it was our first day there that week, and I was inspecting it in the morning and couldn't get through, and it finally went down about. Well, it was going down by Sunday, but it was still too flooded to go through it, so we get only can do half tours when it's flooded. So, a lot more stairs because there's no train at the end. Of course, we have to go down 300 it's, stairs. I and just turn can't even and imagine that people stairs. agree yeah. to do half trip because it's hard. You. That's what we do in emergencies, too, if something happens and we have to turn around and go back out. And you have to go back oh. up all the stairs that oh. you came down. Which we have talked about yeah. before. It's like me. It's I like, can't. Yeah. I do not know how those guides do it multiple times per day. They're probably really fit. I mean, if they do it multiple... Well, I mean, if they do it every day for... Mo- okay. So your body gets used to it. Your let's, body... Okay, let's, let's, let's put that. it that way. <laughs> your body gets used to it. So what... Okay. So, Corey, I haven't been there. So I'm asking out of... Not for podcast listeners, but for me too. When you're saying the cave floods, when you take a cave tour, you go way down. 505 feet below the surface. Okay. And that's where our waterfall room runs through. And so there's that's always what a floods. waterfall running. The lowest okay. point of the tour is what floods. Okay. Up to how far? Uh, it's about a 50-foot room from floor to ceiling. It floods all the way to the ceiling. So, like, you can't get down there at all. Okay. There's a staircase where he'll get to, and he'll, he's shown me video. So, they'll okay. get to a staircase that you would normally go down those 50 feet. You can't even see the staircase. It's completely okay. underwater. Because when I'm, think, when I'm thinking, if it's a 500-foot down, down, and you say the case flooded, I'm thinking, does it flood 400 feet? You know, it's like, how far up does it actually flood? So... It so floods you, our, our waterfall room, and then it floods and kind of into the tunnels next to that but it's a big flood i mean we can't get through okay the waterfall room that sounds but really they can enticing way down they can get halfway through so they can do partial partial yeah. tours and, and then, then go back up you just keep going gotcha lower and lower as you go through the tour but so they can get about halfway and then they have to turn around and come back gotcha okay and eventually it drains off on its own yeah no one knows where like an aqua f- like not really sure where it Fluge. goes Remember the weather words last week in the water of the lake, Table Rock? I told him oh, they just okay. need to bring in some external pumps. 
Like they should build like this massive external pump on the outside of the cave that whenever it rains, just or they pump should all that water they, they out should bring there. in those little things that absorb water and just throw you know the, the little packets you get just throw a whole bunch of them down there. Yeah. <laughs> so the thing is, when it when the water does go down, you can't just start walking through the cave because all that's been underwater and it's mud and clay. Oh, exactly. So your handrails are covered in clay. And mud. Oh, and the so walkways. when you're trying to get it, oh my god! So then they yes. have to go down there and yeah. try to hose and scrub everything off. Sometimes the flood cleans it, though. Oh, really? Yeah. Now, is okay. I'm asking a question because I don't know. Is it a flowing flood, or is it just water that comes up and then goes down? Well, in the room, it's it's flowing because the waterfall is flowing. Well, but once it's yeah. full, it's full because it's a. So it doesn't flow out anywhere. It just it kind does of sits from there. the bottom. I mean, it's a river. Yeah. Okay. But once it's in that cavern, it's just flowing in from the top because the waterfall is a fifty-foot waterfall, so it fills and up. It just like comes a in too fast to go right. out. Okay. Okay, that makes sense. Interesting. Filling up faster than it can drain. There's got to be a weather word of the week for that. Sure. I mean, this is episode two fourteen. We I've got to find one of the weather words that do that. <laughs> okay. Well, let's get to the uh, oh my Easter. I sat here and I baked a chocolate cake. So let's go on to. Yeah, the title of this, this podcast is Last Frost? Question mark. Um, we are again tonight. Actually, it's Tuesday morning. Tuesday, I think at 1 or 2 a.m. A frost advisory and freeze warnings go in effect again. This is April. It is. Um, the question Tired is. bringing his maters in. Yeah, I mean, I bet you're getting kind of tired of bringing in those maters. They're heavy. <laughs> well, I, I have bet. Helped. They're in I have giant helped, pots. They're not... I have like... Yeah, there's like one, two, three, four, five, six, seven. Seven a pot? Seven huge pots I now. lost count. And they're big, and they're heavy, every one of them. They, they oh, hurt gosh. to bring them in. Well, it's too bad you don't have, like, children who can help you well, do that. They wouldn't <laughs> be able to lift them. Oh, oh, you mean they're really heavy? They I help. mean, Grayson helps because I can help, his. but I have to drag them. I mean, you can't pick them up. Oh my gosh, they're too heavy to pick up. And wow, so yeah, we just drag them in. And Maybe that's why I don't grow things. I got the little philodendron right there. That's it. <laughs> um, yeah. So freeze warning. Okay. The question is, could this be the last one? And I think Corey was asking or answering that question uh, at the beginning of the podcast. You don't think this is over, do you? Uh, the or you do think I this do. is over. after this I one? Think he does probably be it. it. I hope so. I'm tired of it, and a lot of people are tired <laughs> of it. I but mean, I'm just looking at this week's forecast. Yeah, I mean, I've seen some of the uh, some of the outlooks say eh, it could be cold, cooler than normal, but hmm. I'm just I'm just thinking. I'm also looking at the forecast for the next seven days, and if we can get through. Next seven days, I mean, this is, I mean, it'll almost be May by then. Yeah. Yeah. I mean, so. it's the 18th day. I mean, well, well, let's talk about that. I mean, the, the current forecast for Branson, uh, Tuesday, which is tomorrow, 62, which is about yeah, round average, Wednesday, 66, but then a huge warm up. Thursday, 75, Friday, 82, Saturday, 80. Mm-hmm. So we, you know, but we've had 80 degrees before. So I, I don't know. I, I do want to, uh, say uh, I entered the our forecast pick on our uh, Facebook page of Frost Advisory, and I was going through the comments, and I, I saw May 9th, yeah, May 9th, twenty twenty, two years ago. Frost Advisory, midnight through seven a.m. May 9th. This is May. 
<laughs> two years ago. Right. So uh, we must have had something really cold then. I mean, I agree with you, Corey. I think I really think now, you know, we're. I think spring is taking over. I hope so. It it teases us every now and then, right? Yeah, kind of. Punches is up there, whatever. I mean, and climatologically, the average last frost is pretty much this week. They said fifteenth to the twentieth. So mm-hmm. for Branson, the air, for the Branson area, last frost average is now. So there's a very good possibility that that uh, will probably probably be the last one. I mean, I hope it really doesn't. You know, we don't have another chunk come down here. I'm not seeing it, but uh, not to say it can't happen, but. Yeah, we're going to have 80s. We're having some pretty mild temperatures coming up. Yeah, which is above average. In the 80s. I I forgot to. Lows in the 60s, so yeah, yeah, yeah. Yeah, I I forgot to look. I usually enter the uh, average high. I'll tell you what, uh, I'll look at that in a minute. Uh, An active week is coming up. We've got, uh, I mean, we've, okay, so last week we had some severe weather potential. I put that in air quotes. The potential was there. The dynamics were there, but nothing triggered. I mean, were we we were under a tornado watch, right? Severe thunderstorm. Severe thunderstorm watch. Okay, and you know we kept watching. The storm prediction center was saying, you know, if storms could fire in northeast Oklahoma, they would quickly turn severe. We just had the dynamics were there, but all the precise ingredients weren't quite there. So we were watching. I mean. I, I even told you they was it a tornado watch or a severe thunderstorm watch for northeastern Oklahoma? It was that one. It was later. Um, they did one of them, and I said I th- I think it was really unwarranted. Yeah, I think it was still severe that night. I, I think probably down in, down in uh, Texas or Texas, Arkansas. Yeah. They had tornado watch. That's when the tornado. Yeah, down in Arkansas. Yeah, because I kept watching, and they and they said they were. It was a sixty percent probability, so they were kind of on the fence. Is this going to fire? And I looked at the Oklahoma radar, and there were boundaries flying around all over the place and smacking into each other. Yeah. It's like, oh my gosh! And we got some stuff eventually from that, like at four in the morning, but it wasn't bad. I mean, it was some rain. And oh, that's right. A lot of it went right to our south too. Now, was that severe, or was that just like well, a lot activity? of the? You know, coming out of Oklahoma was severe. Fayetteville, Rogers was severe. Up Eureka Springs, and it just kind of died off a little bit. But still, you know, was. Which makes sense. I mean, because the dynamics weren't that great here. But, 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 but there was a tornado emergency that night. I wanted to touch on that. Yeah, talk bit. about that for a bit. That was intense. Or was it? Uh, well, it, it ended up in Jonesboro, but it was way up northeast of there. Well, it started or northwest of there. It, yeah. it affected uh, did it, did it se- start- several communities in four or five, one, two, three, four counties. Yeah, I, I wasn't sure if it started in Missouri or if it started in. I mean, it was right there on the border, wasn't it? Well, here's the dealio. Okay. Tornado emergency. Yeah. Cross 100 miles or something like that. And uh, National Weather Service is a bit perturbed with it because not a one tornado video came out of it not a one tornado report came out of it well tornado reports came out of it during they had to rely on spotters that night because they were that that tornado at all times was 100 miles away from any radar Mm, mm -hmm. you had to rely on spotters but now there's an internal investigation going on whether there were not whether or not there were malicious 
tornado reports coming into the National Weather Service that night. Are you serious? They fake s- tornado reports. Well, or they just didn't know what they oh, were looking please, at. Please look at our site. Mm-hmm. <laughs> yeah, they were thinking. Wow. Okay. So uh, no, Interesting. they surveyed the entire area. Did not find any tornado. Are you damage, kidding? Not one. Oh, inkling. No, they that's found weird. some wind-driven large hail. Now they did have large hail. But that is not a tornado emergency. Usually when you have a tornado emergency, you're seeing power flashes. You're seeing... Oh, it's a big old thing. Yeah. But they had reports of a wedge on the ground. They had reports of power flashes, a multi-vortex. They didn't have an they actual train have, spotter they could send out and verify this? They well, were getting yeah. tornado reports from train spotters. I mean, yeah. I'm doing air quotes. Yeah. Uh, I mean, their own train that they know are trained. The powerful supercell started in Fulton County and tracked through Sharp Lawrence and Craighead counties. Craighead County goes right north of Jonesboro. Yeah, this is northeast Arkansas for our podcast listeners around the world. This part of the state is more than 100 miles from the nearest radar site. That's a problem lately, it seems like. Yeah, because if you're right in the middle, it's like which radar can't... It can't catch it, yeah. Being this far from the radar meant the meteorologists at the National Weather Service had to rely on reports on the ground when issuing warnings. But, but, but I don't know. When you issue a tornado emergency, that's, that's, that's huge to me. With at least well, nine... Well, that way they know everybody takes cover and watches because well, they don't why. have a way to confirm yeah. it. With yeah. at least nine reports of a tornado or tornado damage, the meteorologist at the National Weather Service felt a tornado emergency was the right call. Uh, National Weather Service warning coordination meteorologist Dennis Cavanaugh said the terrain, along with the storm occurring after dark, made it difficult for spotters to accurately determine if it was a tornado or not. It's basically they were seeing a low-hanging cloud and scud Uh, the whole time. Because it's at night, and all you have is lightning to illuminate that. And they're conducting an investigation uh, to, to, to figure out which ones of these reports may have been malicious. Okay. As I was so. Saying, so most of the people probably just really did think they were seeing something, and they probably. weren't. They just didn't know. At well, least one report they've already found as being malicious. Okay. Now, I need to say this. Be, uh, okay. But in everybody's defense— the radar was showing rotation, strong rotation. However, what you just said, it was between radar sites. So when the beam goes up in the air, you're looking at way up in the sky. So you can't tell what's, what's on. on the ground. In the two hours following that tornado emergency, the the chaser community on social media was very skeptical already. Because not one picture not one video, nothing had it's surfaced. Dark, so well, so they were already calling out the National Weather Service on social media. Some of the big chasers, really, absolutely. <gasps> oh, this is like it's propaganda. Like scandal, yeah, yeah. Yeah. scandal! It is scandal. Wait, 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 wait. No, no. Yeah. But let me tell you, I changed it's all bound, my. It's <laughs> bound to happen when you're in radar no man's land, which is yeah. in between radars. It happens, and you have to rely on those tornado chasers or those storm spotters. Maybe they need to be better educated, or were they actually doing it on purpose? We don't know. Right. I mean, and if it's an accident, it's forgivable. If they're doing it just to be, or are they doing it because they're uneducated? Right. right, that's the thing. Well, that that's the train spotter thing. What you were saying, Shira, it's like 
you got to take these courses. The National Weather Service offers all of these courses. Now, I, if I remember right, they do touch a little bit about nighttime. I mean, you, they you, cover it all. I mean, yeah, they, I mean, they tell you, you know, not to chase at night, but well, you're not supposed to yeah. chase. You're supposed to spot, right? But that's when you sit still and you watch for lightning to strike, so you can see exactly. But how much training? My, that's my question. It's like how much training is that going to provide? Well, that's just like the picture I sent you guys the other day of the family that was taking cover. Oh, right, right. It, it wasn't even close it, to like, it. It didn't even look like a bad storm to me. Like no, it, it didn't even like... look like. I'm like, when it rains, it looks worse than that. Right. It was just some clouds that were kind of bubbly, and they were just a family that but, didn't But my know. question is, did, did they hear that somewhere, that something's that, or did they just look and say, oh my gosh, there's a cloud? they were in an area where they were under a watch. I know they're in like Indiana, Illinois, somewhere in there. So okay. I think they were in an area that was, yes, under a watch, and maybe there were reports of storms near them. You know, they looked outside. They saw what they thought looked scary. And so they, they thought, so they thought, oh they my gosh, yeah. Children that require a lot of machinery and it takes time me- to me- move medical, them. Medical, medical so, stuff, yeah. yeah. So they made the choice to move them. It just, I watched the video and it was just like, interesting. Man, that was a lot of work. Very and I feel interesting. bad because it's like, yeah. Going back to this tornado me. emergency, yeah. A lot of these spotters that I am aware of and I know. Who would be calling these into the National Weather Service are exactly the same people who we have issues with hyping storms as well. See okay, so there's, a, there's another side of the coin. Yeah. That's what the investigation is, exactly, I think. They just wanted the attention. Well. And the credit. Well. Oh. To an extent. Your adrenaline gets going. Yeah. And, yeah. Now, but, but again, we don't know exactly what's going on. This is what we're we getting. Know. From from other people. The bottom line is, and I support this, if you got something that looks like it's huge and it could be deadly, take cover, heed the warning, get in your safe spot. You're alive. You know, whether it was fake, that I I, I do think there needs to be an it, investigation. It wasn't a storm you wanted to be caught in with four inch hail. That's softball oh, size. Hail. Oh, that's right. These things were hailers. Yeah, softball. Oh I my god. I mean, it was gosh. scary no matter what. So yeah, yeah. So go go in your hidey hole. Whatever. So it, you know. They should have been sounding the sirens with that hail anyway. Well, they would be here. <laughs> yeah, sure. Yeah, we would have, especially with the much outdoor size. activities Half and that stuff. Size. <laughs> oh, I know, I know, because that's going to harm you. So I do side on. On the National Weather Service side, because they they did th- what they thought was best, right? And that's what we do too. The whole idea of this whole thing, the whole umbrella, is safety and to protect people and to save lives. So, yeah, I I do side with them. Whether this, I mean, I am very curious to find out this investigation <laughs> results, though. <laughs> so, anyway, no, I'm so glad you brought that up, Corey, because I, I did not know that. And I'm glad that you shared that to all of our listeners, whoever. Anyway, I've been talking about an active weather week coming up. So, I want to get to the next segment and let Corey talk about the Model Minute, Model Minute. What do they say? It's the model minute. Yeah, there's stuff going on. I, I, 
I've had some questions on Facebook that are saying, you know, a storm's going to be severe Tuesday. I don't think so. Anyway, Tuesday being tomorrow. Tomorrow, yeah. I'm yeah, like, no, I'm, I'm not, not even. No. There's not even a marginal near us yeah. tomorrow. Okay, so Corey, what's going on with the models? Uh, well, there's no nothing that that's saying, hey, we're having severe weather this week. <laughs> yeah, because you yeah. know, there's there's not. Now we do have some events that could lead to some heavy. Skywater events coming towards our area, mm-hmm. which means the cave will still be flooded this week. So, but uh, <laughs> it is what it is. It's springtime. <laughs> it is springtime because in- I'm. A, well, I meant to bring this up earlier. Uh, April, April showers, showers bring, bring May, May flowers. flowers. Yeah. Uh, that was my line. Honey. That was his line. I didn't know you were going to say that. <laughs> <laughs> you were talking about all the rain. I'm like, but that means we'll get pretty flowers. <laughs> but but but. <laughs> I was gonna leave that into this. All right. We've been married it's too the long. The 18th, and we only have we have three inches of rain for the month. For April, that seems a little low to me. It could be average. A little low, yeah. But I mean, but I've seen Aprils with much more rain than three inches. Oh, me too. <laughs> I say that it's a little low. Although I have to be honest with you, the rain that flooded the cave last week, and the rain at my house, I feel we got more. Over there on that side of town, then you got over here because during the storm itself, you didn't get all that. You barely even got an I inch. I didn't. I didn't. I think I have a little over half inches or maybe close to three quarters. I didn't get much. So this model minute, I'm really looking at precipitation. Uh, each time, uh, well, I'll, I'll kind of explain what I think could be severe as I go through the map here. Uh we're looking at rain starting on Wednesday. Wednesday morning, uh, we could get up to, you know, half inch, three quarters of an inch, possibly starting overnight, uh, Tuesday night into Wednesday morning. It could be uh, some heavy stuff come through. Uh, but not severe. You're not looking no, no, at no. severe. No, no, no. This is just rain. Okay. This is just right. rain. Three quarters of an inch or so. And, and it lasts throughout the afternoon. Possibly into the evening on Wednesday, spotty, and before it gets out of here by Wednesday evening overnight, it could be just a rainy Wednesday for sure. Um, this is the GFS model, and we got lingering stuff on Thursday in the area before it lifts on out of here. Uh, the next big thing, you know, I've been hearing some chatter, severe weather possible Friday into Saturday. The model, the GFS model, which is my go-to model when I'm doing the model minute because it's a long range. Yeah, yeah. But um, Friday, I'm not seeing a whole lot of nothing around here. I wondered. I haven't heard anything about anything severe. We have a line of showers, however, on Saturday, uh, starting around possibly 7, 8 o'clock at night, and then really picking up as it moves east overnight into Sunday, 1 a.m., moving to the area into 4 a.m., still lingering in the area, but then really picking up again around 10 a.m. into 1 p.m. on Sunday, moving through Branson. And we got some pretty heavy stuff lasting all day on Sunday up until 10 p.m. and midnight. Wow. So... Either it's going to be a training situation, or it's just moving slow. But it's 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 oh wow! It starts Corey at is showing me seven a.m. Yeah, seven and There's lasts seven. through one p.m., four p.m., seven p.m., ten p.m., 
And a few of those frames are got yellows and reds in it. 1 a.m. on Monday, 4 a.m. on Monday, it finally moves out. Oh, my gosh. Could that could that be a, a severe event? Could I don't see why not. Well, usually I mean, the GFS, which is weird about the GFS, it doesn't, it's so broad and so sure. uh, broad, I guess is the word. I mean, when, when you look at this stuff, it'll show some reds and yellows, and that kind of turns out to be heavy or close to severe at that point, which right. is weird. And it's this, not what we call a, a rapid refresh or a high res. It's, right. it's, it's, it's a long term. Yeah, so it's so, low resolution. That's right. what I'm thinking. Yeah. Right. Like the NAM goes to like 8K or 4K. So yeah. it blows out of here by Monday morning. All right. So that's I'm thinking week. that is our event that's uh, making our WPC amounts, our weather prediction oh, that's right. That's right. amounts go uh, pretty high. And I'm going to bring up our. Our website yeah, here. Yeah, because you that. texted me earlier this evening and said the WPC uh, Weather Prediction Center, that's the rainfall, was pretty impressive, and I have not gone to that yet. So, well, yeah. A lot of Missouri is in a bright red, which a bright red is over three inches. Oh, wow. Uh, we're kind of in the, uh, well, we might be in that. We're right on along the line of. Two and a half and three inches. Now you're talking seven day, seven day, right? This is a seven day. Okay, but so I think this storm that I'm looking at on Sunday mm -hmm. may be what's causing the, uh, the totals to go up on this WPC. Because I mean, this Wednesday event's only going to be three quarters of an inch. We might not. Even yeah, make an inch, be, I mean, it, I mean, if we do get three to four inches and it's spaced out, that's going to be okay. Yeah. I mean, still minor flooding here and there, but if we get it all at once, we're really going to have to do some thinking. Because that's that's the biggie on the model for the next seven days. I mean, so it could be interesting, that's for sure. I, I, hope, I hope it doesn't get too interesting. And then I'm going even further to the end of April and to the beginning of May. We have another line come through uh, the last couple days of April, but... Uh, you know that's yeah. way far away. What I'm curious. What does the European does the European go out that far? Um, if not, if not, then the Canadian. If you wouldn't mind checking, I, I see. This is okay. While you're doing that, let me explain to some people. When you look at models, you really don't focus on one model. Uh, except if this GFS, it goes way out. Then you, then it's called eye candy. We just kind of look at it. But when you get closer, like a meso range, like seven to ten days. Other models can go into effect, and you can kind of see and kind of compare the models. So that's why I'm asking the Canadian. I'm looking at uh, the Euro now. Euro, okay. It's the Euro, uh, the high-res version of okay. Euro. Okay, and it goes out that far? Um, not that far, but I'm well, going okay. to look at this Wednesday event. Okay. Uh, oh, wow. I've got a nice little line moving through 10 a.m. on Wednesday, and that corresponds with what the GFS was saying. Okay, so Wednesday could be something, but it's thin, so it shouldn't. It is thin. So maybe that's probably right, a half inch or something. That makes yeah, sense. Yeah, maybe three quarters. We'll see. Yeah. It kind of lingers in the area. And then Friday, and still shows nothing for Friday. Okay. Saturday, little line coming through Saturday into Sunday. All right, Sunday so it's morning. less aggressive. Oh, whoa, whoa, whoa. Now, when now, is this that? This is Sunday at 7 p.m. It really blows up over the Ozark. That explodes at 7 p.m. Right. Okay. 
maybe not as aggressive as the GFS. But I, I see there's an explosion. And again, we're talking about something a week out. So sure. this is going to change. So we put it into the something. Actually, as aggressive that is, I'd say something to watch. Just, yeah, yeah. yeah we're going to watch it. Eye candy means, yeah, it's probably going to go away. It just looks pretty right now. But something to watch is like, okay, we're going to monitor that. Interesting. So, okay. So, so now you're checking the potential rainfall totals. This is the uh, QPF over... Uh the next seven days. QPF mm-hmm. stands for Shara. I don't know. <laughs> Quantitative precipitation forecast. That's that's a pr- yeah, projection. I don't have it, it, my brain for those it wants words. to give Branson for the GFS. I mean, sorry, the, the Euro. It wants to give Branson between two and a half and three inches. All it's right, just like the WPC. Okay, let's see what it says on the old GFS. We like the GFS. It's the American model. GFS has parts of Stone County at four and three quarters of an inch up, up into uh, Christian County. Has a swath of f- four to five inches all the way from Joplin to Clinton to Columbia. And has Branson right around three three and three quarters of an inch. So okay. Disclaimer. It could, it could be wet. Yeah. Disclaimer. And you and I have talked about this for years, Corey. <laughs> the GFS tends to be a little bit aggressive <laughs> with rainfall totals. So at this point, I'm kind of going to well, be leaning. Well, they're within a half of an inch on, the, on, on, on our total from okay. the GFS to the Euro. Oh, okay. So, so I, yeah, we'll see. It's like, again, it's a week out, and there's, there's many opportunities for rain. Many, many opportunities for rain. So yeah. that's going to happen. Well, good. We got to that. Um, uh, hey, I'm going to change it up a little bit. I'm going to bring this segment back again. The Storm Dar Bird Watching Report. Guess what? The Hummers are here. Yay. Wait. They are here. Are they? They are here. My buddy Phil, who I play disc golf with, he lives in Merriam Woods, sent me a picture on, I think, April 13th, maybe 14th. I think it's 13th. It'll be uh, next day almost. Hummingbird in his feeder. And uh, I haven't had one yet. We don't have a feeder either. So. Uh, now, right. wait a minute. Okay, now, Corey, wait a minute. You texted me last week. You said you couldn't find your feeder. Where's your feeder? I don't know. He needs to go buy a new one. Are you kidding me? That's what I'll be doing tomorrow. <laughs> Okay. <laughs> I've been busy, so because Henry is going to be mad. I was gonna say if we go outside, we're gonna get buzzed. <laughs> You're gonna die bomb. They're gonna, gonna come out coming after us, going, "Where's our food?" <laughs> yeah, I'm gonna have to probably make some when I get home tonight, and then it'll be ready for. Oh, tomorrow. that's true. Yeah, kind of fridge or whatever. Because well, if I make it and put it out, it'll like burn them from the inside because it's so hot. <laughs> Oh, you know, well, that's true. <laughs> yeah, so. That, that, well, that happens. I got to tell you a little, little funny antidote. My mother always listens to this. I told her this evening, or actually this, late this afternoon, I said, uh, excuse me, the Hummers are here. And she goes, well, I haven't seen any of, me, of them yet. <laughs> and then I, I'm texting her this. And about 10 minutes later, she texts me back and said, I just looked outside and there's a hummingbird in my feet. <laughs> so they're here. They're in Springfield. I think they're still the scouts, though. Oh, oh, pro- oh probably. She yeah. Didn't say, yeah. 
Just a couple scouting out the good feeders, which means we're not going to have any. I was going to say, you got to go get a feeder tomorrow. Scout came and looked and said, <laughs> nope, guys, sorry. He didn't have one out this year. Well, we knew, what is it, last week or the week before, like Randy and Tyna, yep. they they saw him down there. and I had some friends in central-ish Oklahoma reporting that they had some a couple oh, yeah. days ago. So. Oh, when? Just a couple days ago. A couple days. Oh, okay. Well, they are here. And They've been reported in, in in Lebanon, Missouri, too. Oh, so. le- okay. oh, yeah, yeah. They're they're moving up. Well, I mean, it's it's mid-April. It, it's time for them to do that. So anyway, um, I, I was asking mom about the wrens, and she, uh, she said she hasn't seen any. They may be here, but I mean, it's been kind of cold. Cher, have you seen any wrens? I haven't been looking. I know I haven't because I don't know what to look for. I don't. I don't. I, I'm I don't. not either. I mean, I see cool birds and I wonder. Hmm, I wonder I what really that seen is. Any birds? Oh, I have to scare the birds away from my tomatoes. I had to put a. My daughter bought home one of those pinwheels that spins. Oh in the right, wind, right, you know? yeah. So I stuck that out there. We have a bird issue at our house that they oh, just want to. I hate that. Yeah, I hate them. They like to hang out in like our. It's not our dryer vent. It's the vent like where we have a. Event it's not our, ours, the neighbors. Right. Event right. in our bathroom. Like you have the fans. Oh, yeah, the exhaust vent. Yeah. Yes. They'll get in the from the outside. Oh, where my those gosh, vent to the outside of the house. They'll get in there and make nests. <laughs> so then you turn that fan on and, you know, birds come flying out. Well, right. <laughs> I would do that. That's why I'm afraid to open up my, my attic fan because I know I don't I haven't heard anything up there, but it's like I never know what's up there. <laughs> so I turn on the attic fan and all this stuff is gonna fall down. I was like, no, and we have to call animal control and I'll freak out and I'll have to get in my car and then let my house burn down and anyway. It's just a bird. I don't know. All right, so let's get to the next segment. It is the pollen report, and we got some pollen, even though it's been kind of cold, been kind of wet, kind of drizzly. Um, the uh, from pollen.com, I looked there. The predominant pollens this week are ash, birch, and alder. Alder, A L D E R. Alder, not yeah. elder. Alder. Yeah. Like or alderman. Yeah, Tuesday through Friday, it's just sky high, screaming high, 9.8 to 11.7. It surprises me. Really? With the rain we're going to get. I know. I've had so many people sick and complaining and sinus infections and... Well, here's the weird thing, because you remember last week, I thought it was weird that the Monday, it said 0.6 and low... Yeah. I don't. I saw other other places saying, "Oh no, it's like ten point something." I'm like, "What is this with pollen?" I'm gonna have to start looking at Springfield, not pollen.com. I don't know. Well, they're linked. They are. I think so. Yeah. Uh, well, I you can know. you can access Springfield uh, or Green County on pollen.com. I know that. Oh, oh, okay. Well, because I just go to Branson. That's what I go. It's oh, like well, that's nothing. <laughs> Yeah, yeah, I don't know. Well, I mean, I think now that the that we're really getting into this, I'll probably do both the pollen dot com and Springfield. I think I did that last year. So, okay, Whew, we've been talking that really good conversation. Uh, the weather school this week is all about lightning. We're going to have some thunderstorms. We have had thunderstorms. Uh, this weather school explains all about the different types of lightning and what you should do if lightning forms in your area. So let's get to the weather school. If there's something about the weather that you want to know, stormed our weather school. 
The sky is getting really dark, and I'm starting to hear thunder. Guess it's time to go inside, because I sure don't want to get struck by lightning. Lightning is a sudden electrostatic discharge that occurs typically during a thunderstorm. This discharge occurs between electrically charged regions of a single cloud, called intracloud lightning, or IC, or between two clouds, called cloud-to-cloud, -cloud, or CC lightning, or between a cloud and the ground, or CG lightning. The best studied and understood form of lightning is cloud-to-ground, although more common intracloud and cloud-to-cloud -cloud flashes are very difficult to study given there are no physical points to monitor inside the clouds. Also, given the very low probability lightning will strike the same point repeatedly and consistently, scientific inquiry is difficult at best in the areas of high cloud-to-ground frequency. There are roughly 5 to 10 times as many cloud flashes as there are cloud-to-ground strikes. On Earth, the lightning frequency is approximately 40 to 50 times a second, or nearly 1.4 billion flashes per year. And the average duration is about two-tenths of a second, made up from a number of much shorter flashes or strokes of around 60 to 70 microseconds. About 1 in 20 cloud-to-ground lightning bolts is positive lightning. This is a type that originates in the positively charged tops of cumulonimbus clouds. These strikes reverse the charge flow of typical lightning bolts and are far stronger and more destructive. Positive lightning can stretch across the sky and strike out of the blue more than 10 miles from the storm cloud where it was born. Lightning is not only spectacular, it's dangerous. About 2,000 people are killed worldwide by lightning each year. Hundreds more survive strikes, but suffer from a variety of lasting symptoms, including memory loss, dizziness, weakness, numbness, and other life-altering ailments. Strikes can cause cardiac arrest and severe burns, but 9 out of 10 people survive. The average American has about a 1 in 5,000 chance of being struck by lightning during a lifetime. On average, a lightning bolt can contain up to 1 billion volts of electricity. How hot is a lightning bolt? Well, it's only about 54,000 degrees Fahrenheit, or about five times hotter than the surface of the sun. Lightning's extreme heat will vaporize the water inside of a tree, creating steam that may blow the tree apart. Cars are havens from lightning, but not for the reason that most people believe. Tires conduct current, as do metal frames that carry a charge harmlessly into the ground. 
An average lightning bolt can release enough energy to power a 100-watt light bulb for more than three months straight. Many houses are grounded by rods and other protection that conduct lightning bolts electricity harmlessly into the ground. Homes may be also inadvertently grounded by plumbing, gutters, or other materials. Grounded buildings offer protection, but occupants who touch running water or use a landline phone may be shocked by conducted electricity. We've already talked about the three main types, intracloud, cloud-to-cloud, and cloud-to-ground, but there are other types of lightning as well. Anvil crawlers, also known as spider lightning. These are horizontal, tree-like, in-cloud lightning discharges whose leader propagation is resolvable to the human eye. In other words, the anvil crawler's movement is slow enough compared to most lightning discharges that a human observer or normal speed video camera can see its rapid motion across the sky. This type of lightning often covers very large distances, resulting in a vast, spectacular sky-filling discharge. Anvil crawlers are often very high-altitude events, and as such typically result in soft, rolling thunder due to their great distance from the observer. The name anvil crawler is derived from the visible crawling motion and their tendency to appear along the underside of the anvil portion of a thunderstorm. Anvil crawlers can either occur independently completely within the cloud or in connection with a cloud-to-ground discharge. We also have what we call the bolt from the blue. This is a name given to a cloud-to-ground lightning discharge that strikes far away from its parent thunderstorm. A bolt from the blue typically originates in the highest regions of a cumulonimbus cloud, traveling horizontally a good distance away from the thunderstorm before making a vertical descent to Earth. Due to the final strike point being a significant distance from the storm, sometimes more than 10 miles away, these lightning events can occur at locations with clear blue skies overhead, hence the name. While many bolts from the blue are positive flashes, some of them are not. Next we have bead lightning. This is a name given to the decaying stage of a lightning channel in which the luminosity of the channel starts breaking up into segments. Nearly every lightning discharge will exhibit beading as the channel cools immediately after a return stroke, sometimes referred to as the lightning's bead-out stage. Bead lightning is more properly a stage of a normal lightning discharge rather than a type of lightning in itself. Beading of a lightning channel is usually a small-scale feature and therefore is often only apparent when the observer or the camera is close to the lightning. Next we have sheet lightning. Sheet lightning is a term to describe clouds illuminated by a lightning discharge where the actual lightning channel is either inside the clouds or below the horizon, not visible to the observer. Sheet lightning is, simply speaking, ordinary lightning that is hidden by clouds or terrain aside from the flash of light it produces. We also have heat lightning. 
Heat lightning is really just ordinary lightning from faraway thunderstorms below the horizon. On a clear night, lightning flashes from a distant storm and can be seen hundreds of miles away. Heat lightning got its name because it is often seen on hot summer nights at a time when thunderstorms are usually common. And finally, the controversial ball lightning. <laughs> this is a rare phenomenon described as a floating, illuminated sphere that occurs during thunderstorms. It may move fast, slow, or stay stationary. It might be quiet or produce a hissing or crackling noise. It may pass through windows, last from seconds to minutes, and disappear slowly or suddenly, either quietly or with a loud bang. Now, no definitive photographs have ever been obtained of ball lightning, nor has any plausible scientific explanation been found for it to occur. Therefore, its existence remains questionable and currently given the same scientific credibility as a UFO. Furthermore, many ball lightning reports have been found to be nothing more than power line arcs and other unrelated events. The byproduct of lightning is thunder. Thunder can range from a loud crack to a long, rolling, soft rumble. You can tell just how far away a thunderstorm is by counting the seconds between the lightning flash and the thunder onset. A five-second time lapse equals one mile. So, if there's ten seconds between the lightning flash and when you hear thunder, then that portion of the storm is two miles away. A fun fact, people who are afraid of thunder suffer from brontophobia. There's really no safe place outside when a thunderstorm is in the area. So if you hear thunder, you are likely within striking distance of some lightning. Just remember, when thunder roars, go indoors. If you have a question about the weather you'd like us to answer, then send us an email at stormdarweather at gmail.com and in the subject line, put weather question. Well, that does it for this edition of Stormdar Weather School. And there you know everything about lightning. Everything. Every, well, actually everything. Except how to spell it. Well, that's true. People still to this day don't understand well-educated people. Yeah. When I was young, I called it thunder and light, lightning. I did. When lightning? I was like, when I was like three and four. Okay. Because you didn't know any But better. then I figured it out. Right. When I was five. It's lightning. So, Shara, what does lightning mean? Lightning is when a pregnant mama has a baby in her belly and it drops down into the pelvis because it's ready to be born. I mean... Ooh. Not immediately, but you know, those last couple weeks right before it's born, when it That's engages, shocking. it's called no, it's called lightening. Lightening, and that is yes. when the baby drops down and engages into the pelvis. That is lightening, L I G H T E N I N G. That's heavy. Yes. yes, and lightening is also done in Photoshop and preview. Yes, you and can lighten things up. I could be, yeah, I guess. Well, yeah, because if you have a I picture, I don't call it that. Well, I know, but. Well, Corey's a professional, and so we he don't do it in Photoshop. We do it in Lightroom. Oh, in Lightroom. Lightroom. Oh, Adobe Lightroom. Oh gosh, this is going out the rails. 
Okay, so. Moving on. <laughs> Moving on. Uh, That's it is, my soapbox that, for the night. <laughs> yeah, so lightning does not have an E in it. L-I-G-H-T-N-I-N-G. So there's your lightning. Edu- edumacation from the lightning he's police. Not, so if you've ever seen cars. Ka-chow. Yeah, he's lightning McQueen, not lightning <laughs> there McQueen. There you go. Oh, we need to move on to the next segment, which is in other news. I've got a couple of things, and I think Corey's over there looking at something. But um, last week we talked about uh, the uh, March high, which was like a hundred and like ninety-five degrees or whatever I forget in Death Valley, and then the the uh, the monthly lowest temperature, which is like negative sixty-nine degrees. No, was it sixty-nine? I don't, I don't know. But it was in a place called Peter Sinks, Utah. And I thought, what an odd name. So I did some research, and actually, it's very fascinating. Uh, I'm going to read some of this. It's from Wikipedia. <clears throat> um, Peter Sinks is a natural sinkhole. It's a sinkhole in northern that. Utah that is one of the coldest places in the contigu- contiguous United States. Uh, it's located about 8,100 feet above sea level in the Bear River Mountains east of Logan, Utah, within the Wasatch Cache National Forest. I guess that's, uh, I mean, I'm not familiar with that place. It says, due to temperature inversions that trap cold nighttime air, it routinely produces the lowest temperatures in the contiguous United States. And that's the lower 48. That's pretty cool. It's cold, actually. It's cold. Yeah. And you you know, you you visit those places in the summertime and I did with my grandparents in their motorhome. We we RV'd all over that area. Oh, you did? All, we've been from Canada to Colorado, Arizona, New Mexico, all that. And in the summertime you would have to bring a jacket for when it got you know, dusk into dawn because it would be cold in those areas in those higher elevations. I mean really cold. Yeah, 8,100 feet, that's more than a mile. That's oh, way sure. up there. Yeah. You know, we have a sinkhole real close to Branson. It's at 1,300 feet. Okay. And it's called Marvel Cave. It's my I was going to say, ah, Marvel Cave is a sinkhole. It's a sinkhole. Wait a minute. There and, you go. Uh, what's funny about Marvel Cave, though, is the lowest point in the cave, which is flooded right now, which is our waterfall room, which is 505 feet below the surface, mm-hmm. is still higher in the elevation of your house. Oh, that's right. Because yeah. I'm like at 800 or yeah. like around 800. My the Stormdar headquarters around 800. It's just weird how it varies in the Ozarks. <laughs> you know? I mean, it is. is it's awesome. You can go up and down and all around. It's crazy. So I would highly suggest people. I mean, there's much more information. There's something called Middle Sinks that's right next to it. Um, it's a great article. Peter Sinks. And well, who was Peter? I, you know, I didn't see, I, I didn't say, see where that. Where did they get the name? I, I, I was looking you. for that. I didn't see I, it. It's a pretty cool name, though. Yeah, Peter Sinks. But the, but the, the, the one that's right next to it is called Middle Sink. Do they have a post office? I'd like to get some uh, well, uh, it, mail, some mail stamp well, there. Well, like Corey, Christmas it's a cards. sinkhole, so I don't think they have a post office. <laughs> <laughs> but if it's a town, Peter know. Sinks, Utah, they would have a post office. You never know. But, but, but Peter Sinks is a sinkhole. Well, no, it's near Logan. Peter Sinks, Utah. Is it not a town? Logan. I don't think so. Oh. Go to Wikipedia. I don't know. You can get stuff mailed from Silver Dollar City. In North Pole. You can. We have a we have a, an official post office. Yeah, it's its own little town. Oh, that's true. That's true, you guys. The town too. of Noel, Missouri. Noel. Uh-huh. People, People will do send their, their stuff Christmas from there. cards through there. They get 
tens of thousands of Christmas cards. So, so it's postmarked Noel, Missouri. Noel, Noel, yeah, yeah. Oh, it's Noel, and that's a tiny little town. It's so. Noel during Christmas. Right, right. It's Noel, but it's like on population the cards, like it looks twenty. Like it's, from <laughs> Noel. it's a pretty good town. Yeah, over in well, Valley over County. there, Noel. That, but see that that's so backwards. Though. It's like you got Noel and you got Birch and you got Notch. You got all the you know all those towns around there, which I think is pretty cool. All right, so my next thing I was going to tell you, uh, check the La Nina advisory. It's still going. Um, they're now saying there's a 59% chance it will continue through August, which means it will. Then uh, <laughs> a 50 to 55% mean, uh, through it will last through fall, which it will. I don't know why they put these weird percentages on there. It's like La Nina is going to be here for, at least through it's the fall. It's a computer. Is it? I mean, how do you get 50? No person's going to say 59 59%. 59%. 59.3%. Yeah. yeah, 58% is wrong. It's 59, I don't know, or whatever. And on that note, we are six weeks away from the official start of hurricane season. Ooh, that's right. Uh, oh, my gosh. Tornado season. I think we'll see something. I think we'll see something start brewing before that, though. I do. I, I really do, too. So we'll see. Well, we, we talked about it before. We need to start, you know... It's May. Almost. Yeah, in May. <laughs> I'd say starting next week, we need to start paying some some attention out there, just to kind yeah. of see what's brewing. But but yeah, I I haven't I haven't monitored the ocean temperatures or anything yet this year. It's early, but but I I think it, every every agency is predicting an above average season again. Surprise! Yeah, so it's, they've done it's, that the past three years, and it's actually kind of except for last year. I mean, last year it, it was going and going and then stopped for some reason. But it was still above average. It was, yeah, it was above average. Now, the two years ago was just insane. Well, that's insane. 2020, but everything was wacko in yeah. 2020. <laughs> hey, uh, well, the preliminary snowfall reports are already coming in. Oh, good. In the central Appalachians and the Shenandoah Valley ahead of a late season nor'easter. Oh yeah, yeah, they're it's getting a big old nor'easter uh, the east up there. coast this evening. Several locations have seen up to three inches plus, with with much of the area seeing six inches, such as uh, Western Maryland, six inches of oh, snow. Oh my gosh! Late season, late in the season for that for sure. Let's see what else I have. Now here. you know, I think that's that thing that brought us uh, a few days ago. Remember, we was in that cold northwestern. Oh yeah, a flow or whatever. That's that thing. It just was cut off, and I think now it just got cut up with the flow and is pelting the northeast. You know, I've seen it snow <laughs> in the past two weeks. A couple times we had some snow and sleet, but last Friday, I knew some of the areas were going to see see some big hail that night. But we had hail at Silver Dollar City, and it hailed inside the sinkhole into the cave where I was. See, it was that's the weird thing I've ever seen. So explain, please explain. It was hailing. I got a call. I was into the as far as I could go into the cave with my group of sixty people, and uh, I got a call. And when that phone rings, it's never good news. Never oh, good news. Oh, they don't call down to just say hey. Yeah, they're just like, okay, so... It's either hey girl, someone hey. wanting to sell me a car warranty, or <laughs> or they're saying, hey, the train's broke, oh, you gosh. have to climb back out, or there's lightning. Oh, no. Well, there was lightning this time. Oh, there Of course, the, I couldn't get to the train without scuba gear anyway, so I was going to have to come out of the cave the same way I came in, up 300 stairs. Oh, so, no! So uh, they said, well, we have lightning, so you need to get out, because... 
we don't take tours in the lightning. It takes there's a lot of steel handrails that go into the cave. Oh metal right, yeah. So I we, we we get out of the cave. By the time I get to the cathedral room, which is the largest natural opening room in a cave in the entire United States. Oh wow, how cool! You can fit the entire Statue of Liberty in there. There's oh my a, gosh! There's a hole at the top. That's a big old hole. And it was hailing. That's where it was hailing. And as I was going up the stairs toward the hole, it wasn't stopping. And then I went out the hole, and it still wasn't stopping. And it hailed on us when we got out of the cave. It was great. Nice. It wasn't great for the guests, but it was great for me. Well, I mean, for weather weenies were like, yeah. It was and larger. Yeah, it was not damaging. It was not damaging, but it would hurt (laughs) if it smacked in the face. Dime size, maybe? Yeah, it would hurt if it smacked in the face. Well, dime's not... That small dime is not that small. No, pea size. Yeah, it wasn't like penny size, but it was. It was. It was. It was, it was size. Well, and we kept for, getting for, but it wasn't showing up on radar. No, that was the weird thing. But we've got tons of reports on Stormdar. It's hailing here. It's hailing in Hollister. Right. It's hailing in Mary. And so I had to go and explain to everybody why it's hailing, and it usually does. <laughs> Uh, that when we're coming out of winter or we're going into winter because of, do you know, Shara, you know what the answer to this is? No. Okay. The answer to this is the freezing line. When you go up vertically in the atmosphere, the temperature drops and sometimes it can drop quite a bit. So what's happening is even though the, the, the ground temperature is like 40, it must've been like 40, Five or so. It was wasn't warm. It was chilly. Yeah. So so that means the cooler temperatures at the surface meant a freezing line was pretty low in the atmosphere. So you had a little bit of lift, which was the lightning carrying those raindrops up there. It doesn't take much to to make some hail. But this was the second day, time that day we received hail, so I knew. Yeah, it happened. The storms <laughs> were supposed to be stronger later in the afternoon, which ended up. Developing to our southeast, so I knew yeah. if we had hail earlier that day, the hail could be monstrous that night. They were and talking it, about, and big. that's when they got that four-inch hail. Yes, they were talking. Yeah, later that evening, and it, and it, we, had, we even had comments on our on our Facebook page saying, "Is this it? Is this the big?" But it's like, no, 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 no. This is just one of these weird anomaly things that the freezing line is low. You got a little bit of lift. Now the big story is coming later, which petered out basically. It just. I mean, for us, I mean, it really hit in in Arkansas, but it didn't yeah. really do anything for us. Uh, wow. See, there's some education. Well, this is all education. So, Corey, Table Rock Dam gates are open. Yeah, there's eight of them open today. Yeah, they've been open. So five. They've of them had. Uh, they they were. They, it varies almost every day. They had eight open, and they went down to five, and they went back to eight. Uh, there's a couple reasons. Yeah, it's not flooding. The spring rains. Okay, yeah. And Beaver Lake. Ah, uh, They're yeah. worried about... I wouldn't say they're worried about the dam. They've changed their policy on Beaver Lake Dam. They're opening it more often because they don't want the dam to be compromised later on. They're just relieving stress, basically. They, they are. Okay. So once they open that dam, that's just going to affect Table Rock, and they're going to have to open up our yeah. dam even more. But we have had some spring rains, and if we get more rains now, now they tell me they don't open the gates due to forecasts. That that's good. 
they could have a 10-inch forecast on the WPC, and they won't open the, pre-open the gates until... Really? It actually happens. That's what they tell me. Okay. It's observed. <laughs> they open a, a, a observed rainfall, not forecasts. I tend to think they do open it on forecast sometimes. Well, I would think if you're going to get it, if the forecast is 10 inches, right. I'd want to drain some of that water. Which is once. That's yeah. what you call a 100-year event. Yeah, which happens every like five years or so. Yeah, exactly. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. Here lately, yeah. we're getting them 100-year events but, but, every but year. But if they're calling two or three inches, no, that but would be silly. their policy is not to open the gates based on a forecast. All right. But they That's are policy. they are moving the water through. Now it's not a whole lot of, of, of water coming into Taney Como. They probably don't have a, a lot of the gate open. I mean they're not just like flowing. No, they're no, just no, 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 no. Yeah. Because they can open it di- different amounts. Each gate can open it you know, a, just a a few inches, you know, to a, a foot or whatever, you know. So Oh yeah. But uh anybody know what the name of those gates are called? I do. Because I thought it was a cool name. The actual gate that... I just thought they were called gates. No, it's called a tainter gate. Right. I just thought that was a cool name. Hey, it's an educational podcast. I just never knew that. I just thought it was a cool name. I knew that, but I wasn't sure that you knew that. Oh, yeah. Tainter, yeah. Okay. (laughs) Also known as the spillways or spillway gates. Yeah. They're gates. Anyway, eight of them were open today. I was going to go today, but I didn't go today, but I was going to to film. I filmed the other day, though. I got a lot of likes and shares. Oh, yeah. People love that. Yeah. You should do that a lot. I should. <laughs> Maybe we'll get we'll likes, and, you know, likes and shares. We'll go tomorrow. <laughs> hey, I got some uh, other news here. It's it's big. It's huge. Oh, is it is it breaking? It has nothing to do with weather. Oh, okay. Some scientists, lots of them, hundreds of them, thousands of them. That's a lot. Are saying maybe you should leave your shoes outside and not bring him into your house but that's where the brown recluse live why are a lot of us wear shoes around the house but you might want to think well that makes total sense though i mean you really shouldn't wear your shoes inside the house why are they saying new information from researchers at 360 dust analysis which is a thing they say leaving your shoes on the inside of your house could bring in potentially harmful pathogens from the outside. That's not new. They say shoes can carry (laughs) microorganisms that are drug resistant, including hospital associated infectious germs (laughs) that are Difficult to treat. So. Nurses have been leaving their shoes outside for years. Yeah, and for good reason like, too. And I've never worn my nursing shoes through the house. Like I take them off at the door. Oh, you mean after after you do a shift, yeah. you come home and you, you take them off. You don't walk them. You don't walk through the house with those. For you sure. take them off at the door and leave really? them. I don't. I mean, I don't leave them outside because I don't want bugs and spiders that, crawling yeah, in them a, either. Yeah. Okay, let's talk about things not medical related, such as. Okay. And this is the biggest. The biggest thing. Lightning. Toxic road asphalt. Oh. I don't walk around on the road. I do. I drive on the road. I walk around on asphalt all the time. 
Oh, that's right. Because it's Silver Dollar City. That's all their thing. Your asphalt is hosed down every night. It is for sure. But toxic road asphalt residue and lawn treatment chemicals. That's what I would think. Could also be tracked indoors. Now, if you aren't interested in walking around barefoot or in socks indoors, there is a workaround. Get indoor shoes. The group says a solution could be to have some indoor-only shoes that never get worn outside. So this is something to think about. Now, New I mean, like, I wouldn't doubt that a bit. I really, I, I mean, that's well, like old news because, like, if you think about during COVID, I mean, nurses have for years never worn their house in, or their shoes in their house. And I mean, when I first became a nurse, there was days I would come home and strip down at the door and have a robe hanging there because I didn't even want to wear my clothes in the house. Yeah, she doesn't. <clears throat> but you think about all the many things you can bring in on your shoes. I just I think that, okay. Think like about that this. During COVID, nurses were actually changing their shoes at their car. They didn't even want to put their shoes in their car, so we would get to our car. That's bizarre. Take off our work shoes, put them in plastic bags, put them in the trunk, put on house shoes or some kind of you know indoor yeah. shoe to drive home in. Change your clothes completely at the door, not wear those clothes, and go straight. See to that kind of makes sense because as a nurse. There's all sorts of germs going around. I'm telling what I've encountered during a day. But 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 think about this. Now this is on what Corey was just saying. I play disc golf. Where do you where do I play disc golf? In the middle of fields? Yeah. I'm at Iserman. Tell them what you're dragging in. I'm not yeah. I mean and what makes me kind of freaky sometimes I don't even think about it. If my hands are dry and I'm throwing a disc, I will lick my hand. My mm. lick lick and I like why am no. I doing that? There's no telling what these discs are picking up out exactly. here. <laughs> and so far, I haven't died. We have, <laughs> a, we have a shoe rack at the door yeah. on the linoleum. It doesn't touch the carpet. Everyone walks in our house. At your house? Yes. Okay. Shoes come off immediately. Yeah. Go on there. the shoe rack. Sure. They don't go through the house. Makes sense. So the entryway is the furthest the shoes go. But I have known people that do not wear shoes in their house. Because they're scared of germs, and they take them off in their garage, outside the door, coming in. But I just take mine off at the door. If you do that, you also have to remember it's spring right now, and all of the little insects are waking up. And And check your shoes, check your boots. Do not ever slip your feet. Scorpions, 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 brown recluse. I've had two scorpions in this house. There's been many a person put their foot in a shoe or a boot. Mm-hmm. And get bit by something. Yep. Oh yeah. So every, oh yeah. And even in my closet, when I pull my boots out every winter. Well, see, the boots are the worst because yeah, exactly. it's like you're <laughs> Every winter, when I pull my boots out, I just I sit there and I bang them upside down for a while. Yeah. <laughs> I don't ever stick my foot in a boot without clanging it and banging it. And you know, what I do in the fall. I take my jeans because I, you know, nobody wears jeans in the in the summer. I take I take my jeans out and I put my hand in the legs and I just go. <laughs> I mean, and with just blankets, beach yeah. towels, things that I've pulled out of the closet. Oh my in gosh! In the Ozarks, there's brown recluse everywhere. That's where uh, they like to hide. So you well, shake them. Boogers there was out only before you one brown recluse recluse in this house, and the guts of it are right up there on the ceiling because. 
go back and listen to that podcast. I was say, the podcast where, yeah, where Corey like, made an sa- saved our lives. I can still see it. <laughs> oh, it's up there. Yeah. <laughs> He's still got cuts on the ceiling. <laughs> <And> I, <laughs> I, do. Uh, I know, I know. I need to get up there. I need to get up there. All right. So, okay. Is that all the other, the other news you had? That's you all some? I had. That's all you had. <laughs> oh, gosh. Okay, well... Uh, To keep this podcast from going off the rails, I think we should get to the next segment. Get ready to get educated in Shara's fun. Facts are this week in weather history, whichever one she has prepared for today. So, last week, Shara, you said you're going to have some fun facts today. Did I? Yeah, you did. So Brace yourselves. uh Uh-oh. So, do we have fun facts? I have both. (gasps) You have both? Both. Oh my God. Ooh. You are mass producing. Now, at I that did not point. delve deep into either one, so I have a tad bit of both. Oh, okay. Well, that, you know, that's good enough. So, <laughs> <clears throat> old superstition held that if you wore new clothes on Easter, you would have good luck for the rest of the year. In case you ever wondered why everybody goes out and buys new Easter clothes to wear to church, new Easter dress, new Easter's... Not me! They don't anymore. <laughs> my shirt was a good 15 years old. And my dress was two years old. I think old. my dad gave it to me. My boxer shorts were great. <laughs> <laughs> I bought my dress for Grayson's graduation in 2020. Hey, you look pretty good in that dress, by the so, way. So, it's like not a big of a thing anymore. And maybe that's why we have so many bad things happening in the world. Because we're not buying new clothes every Easter. We're not buying new clothes. Okay. Because, I mean, when I was younger, that was a huge deal. You got a brand new Easter dress, and you couldn't wear your... I think your sister's kids still do that. She was wearing a hat and all kinds well, of stuff. Well, she's just cute. Yeah. <laughs> okay. I, I mean, I used to get new Easter shoes, and we weren't allowed to wear them until Easter. Okay. Pretty that makes white sense. shoes, and we couldn't wear them until Easter. Um, but it was widely believed that upper-class New Yorkers would literally strut their stuff coming out of attending Easter Mass um, just because it was tradition and basis modern and decidedly less elitist. But nowadays, <laughs> they used to actually have an Easter parade and Easter bonnet festival in New York. And I don't know if they still do that, but they did. Nowadays, uh, okay. I mean, people <laughs> wear jeans and T-shirts to church on Sunday, Easter oh, Sunday. They do. See, when I was young, which I'm much younger than you, we go to church. You would dress up. Oh, you yes. put dress slacks. You do. We shirt. weren't allowed to Sometimes wear. Sometimes a tie. We were not allowed to wear pants in the sanctuary. Interesting. That was how I was raised. If you you had to have a dress on, and we could wear pants on Wednesday nights when we were in the gym. On the Wednesday, yeah. But not in the sanctuary. Wow. Wow. But nowadays, I mean, I'm thinking like. My kids wore just, you know, nice shirts. With the holes in their jeans. Yeah. And like I said, my dress was two years old. Corey's shirt was a couple years old. (laughs) But I'm thinking maybe we need to get back to the wearing new clothes on Easter Sunday and then we'll have good luck. Yeah. Can we talk about clothes for a second? Uh oh. Okay. We're going to talk about clothes. You know, we have different religions in this area. We have. Oh, gosh. Yes. There's a. It's it's quite awesome if you if you drive around the old country roads of Green County and Lawrence County, you can go into the Amish and the Mennonite communities, which is really like going cool. Back into time, yeah, really cool. Like and sometimes we'll get some people come to Silver Dollar City Mennonites, but this week we had a family that I've never seen this before. They weren't dressed, because Mennonites and Amish, they all dress 
dark. You know, Mennonites can the, wear the, colors. The, the ladies, well, some of them do, but Klingon. The ladies are either dark blue or black, or you know. But this family looked like they were straight out of Little House on the Prairie. I'd never seen that before. The luring goes wilder Paul, going on. They had the bonnets. So they had colorful dresses. They had colorful dresses. Very colorful oh, dresses. Wow. And they had bonnets. And of course the That's cool. The the, the men wore slacks and a nice shirt. But did they I have beards? Seen, did they have beards? They did not have beards. Okay. Not have beards. Interesting. So not Amish or Mennonite. Wow. I don't know what they were. But I was fascinated. I wanted to go ride the rides with them because I wanted to figure out. No, learn, you didn't want to get l- sick. I wanted, to learn, I wanted to learn what they <laughs> were. Just ask them. Say, what is your belief? Because I'd never seen the, the, the girls and the and the mom was wearing a bonnet just like on Little House on the Prairie. And I thought that was the coolest thing ever. Because I can see. I can see. Corey Maybe they just up. felt like dressing up for the day and throwing you off. Corey, Corey up to us like, what are you? What? <laughs> No, that would the be bad. It's flooded. Honestly, in, in my <laughs> medical field, I will ask somebody if they are doing something different that, well, and that's part of our admission process. We ask them oh, if, right, if, right. We, if they have any beliefs or anything that we need to honor because we don't want to bring them food that they can't eat it, or now that makes we don't want to do anything that, that dishonors their religion sense. and their right. beliefs. Sure. But I will come out and ask them. And I bring that up to bring this up. Okay. Flash flood warnings. Okay. We had... A few flash flood warnings this past week. They keep going. Yeah. Okay. And what's cool about these flash flood warnings is these flash flood warnings say they they list the low water crossings that may be affected by a flash flood. Okay. Each one of these flash flood warnings, as of last week, lists Bell's Ford Road, which is cool. It's in Greene County. Bell was my great great grandfather. History. So oh. that's how Bell's Ford was named from my great great grandfather. And I drove that's cool. by there a few months ago just by myself. I was in Springfield and I forget why. Uh-huh. But uh, I drove by Bell's Ford. There's a Bell Spring there. And it's all Mennonite and people are like, you know, drying yeah. their clothes outside. Yeah. It's really, it's like going back into time when you go some of these, and, and you're not that far out of Springfield, Uh huh. so you think, you know, Springfield's like the third largest city in Missouri, but right. just a few miles outside, it's like stepping back into time. Yeah. But every time when we have a flash flood warning for Greene County, I see Bell's Ford Road, and I know Bell was my great-grandfather, and it's the coolest thing ever. Awesome. Awesome. Okay, well, it's time to get to the next segment. So... Get ready to get... <laughs> McCain and Shara's fun facts are this week in weather history, whichever one she has prepared for today. So, Shara, right? <laughs> Not sure where that went. That was a fun fact. That took a turn. Oh, that's true. That, that, that's a true. Or <laughs> took a weird turn. <laughs> okay. Um, yeah. So, in case you didn't know, this past Friday was Good Friday. Oh. This happens two days before Easter Sunday. Okay. Um, it commemorates Jesus Christ's crucifixion. Um, but it isn't a federal holiday. And I did not know this. Only certain states officially observe it. There are only 12 states that actually observe Good Friday. Can I, can I interject? Yes, please. M- Missouri is not one of them. <clears throat> but our schools observed it. This, but see, the post office didn't. Right. 
Which and is weird because I that, the only reason I said it is because I had to go mail some stuff. I, I don't know if the friend, post office ever observes it anyway. Well, I On have Good a Friday? friend that lives in yeah. Joplin. Okay. And she was going to the bank. She said she needed to go to the bank or she had an appointment at the bank or something on Friday. And I was like, it's Good Friday. You can't go to the bank today. And she's like, my bank's open. I'm like, what? Banks are open on Good Friday? So what you're saying is only like 12 states 12 recognize. states actually recognize. Banks are only closed for federal holidays. I mean, but I thought Good Friday was one of them. I didn't no. know that Good I Friday was not observed by banks. I had to check, yeah. So, And usually federal holidays are observed on a Monday. Well, see, that's what I wondered, too. I mean, because Easter was yesterday. Did the mail run today? Yes. Yes. It did, absolutely then it's, did. Then it's, it's not, not a, a federal holiday. But if it's on a Sunday, it's, it's not, not a necessarily Sunday, a federal holiday. It's not necessarily observed. Uh, yeah, so. Anyway, I didn't okay. realize that. I was off, though. Okay. I did not realize that there are only 12 states that actually... Yeah, Missouri's not one of them, now, but our Shara, schools were out on Friday. Interesting. When you and I were young, way back when, we didn't get out for Good Friday. No, we didn't. Good Friday is just another day of school. Yeah, I don't even I remember didn't. my kids getting out for it until this year. I think we used it as a, a snow makeup day every year until this year. Only on big snow years. Well, to me, it was like, it okay, Friday. Hmm. <laughs> <laughs> Whatever. It was a, yeah, okay. All right. <laughs> Americans eat about 1.5 million peeps during Easter. Yuck. Are Mom, you, are you not listening? In my house. Mother, mother, are you listening? I love peeps. My mother loves peeps. I hate See, peeps. That's just one more reason why I love your mother. <laughs> your mama and me get along good. Mom, you and Chera love peeps. I love peeps. Um, that makes these colorful marshmallows the most popular non-chocolate Easter candy. Um, Bethlehem, Pennsylvania, is where they're made. The factory oh, makes an right. impressive 5.5 million a day that's way too much and you should try dipping yours in melting chocolates ew yuck that would be better than just eating a plane i love peeps i buy peeps every year just for me to eat here's the deal i don't like marshmallow I'm not a and fan of just marshmallow. Mar- That's what's Peeps weird are about sugar-coated it. Sugar-coated marshmallow. You like, can take a marshmallow nobody and put sugar eats on it. just marshmallow. Like, I can't just Ugh. eat marshmallows, but you I eat will eat marshmallow peeps. cream or you or you can roast a marshmallow and make s'mores. Those are right. okay. But I won't eat just a marshmallow. I'm not a person that can I just pick a marshmallow splats. out of the bag. But the peeps have like a a glaze or a like sprinkles it's a different, or it's yeah it's sugar coated marshmallows that's exactly. what i'm saying but some they're uh, just good and they're cheap yeah and i buy some every oh, year they're just very for cheap. me to eat i give my mother a hard time she gets all the colors because when we go there i was like look there's a new okay, color so oh, get that. purple and pink are my favorite she gets the purple and i prefer <laughs> the bunnies and not the chicks and here's the weird thing i do not like them any other holiday well, they didn't used to have them for they every do other now. holiday, but they I don't do buy now. the green trees in Christmas. I don't buy the pumpkins. Oh, oh they make them because for They make them for every holiday for Easter. now. Oh. I can only eat them at Easter. But I can only eat the bunnies, the pink and the purple bunnies, at Easter time. It's the only I time I can eat peeps. I Ew. didn't get any Reese's Easter eggs this year. Oh. Your children did. I even went to <laughs> Country Mart today thinking they would have a basket right up front saying, oh, well, this off. is... 
half off Easter candy. They didn't have I'm that sure. today. I did Wait, go to. I they don't do that twice. anymore because Walmart had all their Easter stuff put up the day before Easter. <laughs> well, I know. I <laughs> usually no getting Country, after, Mart, Country Mart usually runs. They've got Fourth of July stuff out now. There's yeah. no getting the after day sales anymore because they put it all away the day before. <laughs> Halloween's coming out in another month. Exactly. <laughs> Honestly, I haven't had a single peep this year. I went. I went to buy some Easter stuff, and they tried to sell me some Mother's Day stuff. Oh gosh. I I'm kind of I didn't get any peeps this year, Aww. and the Easter Bunny didn't bring our children peeps this Aww. year. Oh, I'm so sad. Not really. So I'm a little bit sad. <laughs> but here's some more peep news. Okay, more oh more peep news. In 1953, it took 27 hours to make one peep. What? Because they were made by hand. Oh. They were actually that they still. They were new to the world back then, and they were handmade with a pastry tube. They actually I bet they had were to better, f- though. Probably. Don't worry. Now, it only takes... These aren't your grandma's peeps we eat today. <laughs> no. These aren't your grandma's it peeps. May, it takes They would have had to be my grandma, grandma's peep in 1953, because my mom was one year old my in 1953. My mom was born in 1953, so she wasn't alive yet yeah. when they made them. Karen was born in 1953. It now takes just six minutes... Oh, thank God. Thanks to a unique machine called the depositor <laughs> that creates... I feel like they could have made it something better. <laughs> yeah, the, 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 the peep people machine. meter. The people, people meter. <laughs> it creates unique and instantly recognizable shapes. They don't need to sit there and shape the them by hand. Depositor. Depositor. Oh, my goodness. Oh, are we going off the rails We yet? should go to the Depository. <laughs> Oh, my goodness. Oh, my God. Stop You're going me. off the rails. Um, around oh. 90 okay. million chocolate bunnies are sold for Easter. I'm sorry. Considering $2.6 billion is spent on candy alone during Easter, $2.6 billion is spent on candy alone. I'll do the chocolate. During It makes sense. I so, will do chocolate. Um, by the way, the 90... Million chocolate bunnies sold and the two point six billion dollars spent every Easter. That's just the United States. Oh my God! <laughs> Most of those bunnies are processed on equipment that uh, also pr- produce peanut-related. Yes. Okay. Now items. we get to peanut-related items. Then we we get into yes. issues. So yeah. Grant can never have a chocolate bunny. We can get him a Hershey chocolate. Bunny. Oh, just like a normal chocolate bunny, he can't have one no, right. because they're made no. on the same equipment that they make everything else during the year. Do they realize they can make a lot more money if they would separate well, the two? Well, Hershey's should. is the only one that we found that. Either that or they're not truthful on their. Either that or they're lying on their right. packaging, and he hasn't killed him yet. That's true. He's ended up in the ER with a big old oh, face. Sure. I mean, yeah. now we get into Several the debate times. on: Do you eat the ears first or the hiney first? Well, the ears because they're on top. Like sixty-seven percent of Americans polled start at the ears. Okay. Just so you know. <clears throat> All right. Um, thanks to COVID, we've had some shutdowns, and Easter has not been as fun the last couple of years. But this year, mm. we had the glorious return of the White House Easter egg roll. Oh, I, I was saw about that. to ask you about that because I, I haven't seen that this year. It returned this year. Awesome. President Biden and Jill Biden, the first lady, hosted the first egg roll since the beginning of the pandemic. How come we don't do that? We don't it roll It was eggs. the largest event held at the White House since they moved in. I love oh, egg I'd rolls at the Panda House. 
Mm. Like how? Do, oh, okay, if, in case Wong's. you're wondering if you ever want to get on the list to be a part of the egg roll at the White House, <laughs> yeah, it's a, it's like a lottery. Well, I was going to say there's like six hundred million people. In, you yeah. fill out your application. You send in your name that you want to be there, and they choose thirty three thousand. But have you seen video from these things? Yeah, it looks like loads of fun. But the children, the video I saw, they're dressed like... They're going to church. No, they're like, they have the, uh, the stockings up above their knees and their pants go to their knee like the knickerbockers. They're Are dressed you... in Easter clothes. From 1797. Oh, no, if you're still little, Hello. that's what you wear. They are dressed in their <laughs> finest Easter clothes to attend the White House. There you go. So they get Belgium to go in the seventeen hundreds. Yeah, My and then the president John F. gets to Jr. blow the whistle. When he was dressed. <laughs> they okay. still dress little boys like that, honey. Oh gosh. I don't dress my but, boys like that. But, I mean, okay. I think it'd be cool to attend the egg roll. Yeah, I think it would be cool. I'll I just watch awesome. it on TV. It's but like the puppy bowl It's a lottery the every bowl. year. So, if your name gets drawn yeah. and they, they start bringing in crowds at like 7.30 in the morning and it goes till 8 o'clock at night, they bring them in in groups. Oh, in groups. Oh, well, that makes so sense. So, everybody's not there at once. But it's like a whole event. There's like other booths and tables you attend. It's educational. So it's like a thing. It's a whole thing. It's like thing. a big thing, yeah. But they it's haven't had to have it tradition. for two years yeah. because right. of the pandemic. So right. Well, good. It's so cool. Because I saw something sure. fleeting on TV, you know, like a, like they were going to say, the white, the Easter egg thing at the White House. And they showed a couple, like, you know, seconds that went to a commercial, a drug commercial, which I hate. <sighs> Don't right. get me started. All right. Okay. Now we're going we're gonna to switch to this oh, week more? in weather history. Oh, oh, that's right. You're dazzling us with both. With both. <sighs> April 18th. That's today. Uh-huh. 2019. A localized outbreak spawned by a potent MCS tore across central Mississippi. Nice. 44 twisters were confirmed, four of which were rated EF2. The strongest was an EF2 that struck Morton. A number of the tornadoes embedded in the system reached a width of up to one mile. And this event was tied to the Hurricane Rita as the largest single-day outbreak in Mississippi. So Rita moved on and, like, Made a whole bunch of tornadoes. God, you know what MC, MCS, M, Corey, you know what MCS means? What's MCS? Corey. Corey's looking at something. Yeah, I'm looking at something. Well, Mesoscale, tell us what MCS is. Mesoscale convective system. Oh. Wait. Wait. You're going to ding yourself? Well, I'm trying to. I keep <laughs> punching it. I need to restart this thing. Keep punching it. Shara sees me punching. It's like I'm, there's nothing happening. Yeah. You know what happened with the mesoscale convective system? There. Bad things. What? <laughs> I was asking you. Do you know? No, what? we're asking you. Wait. Tell us. They can rotate in a large scale. Mm-hmm. Sort of like a rotation, but it's too big to cause a tornado. It's just a huge area that's yeah. rotating. Man. Yeah. Moving on. Okay. Uh, April 18th again. 1880. More than two dozen tornadoes were reported from Kansas to Arkansas to Wisconsin and Michigan. 1880? 1880. That's a long time ago. More than 150 persons were killed, including 99 people in Marshfield, Missouri. Hmm? Oh, yeah. 
Do you remember that? Were you there, honey? I remember. Corey knows history. When I used to do <laughs> this weekend weather history back in the day, I think I put that down. I'm, I'm yeah, whatever. That's one of them. It's April seventeenth, nineteen thirty-five. Large hail caused considerable damage in Brahman and Ponca City, in Oklahoma. Ponca City, the hail was yeah. slightly larger than <sighs> golf ball size, with many unconfirmed reports, because, you know, it was 1935, of four to eight inches in diameter, and at least one person was injured from the hail. Ow! That would hurt. Just one? I mean, at least one. I was going to say, it, I bet you there's more. They didn't, didn't report it. Ponca City is a pretty good-sized town. They must have not had too many people around back in 1935. Well, yeah. Well, when was the land run? In 1889, but it still wasn't fully developed. Now, do you know what People the what Ponca City is famous for? Poncas. <sighs> they have the Pioneer Woman, the statue. <gasps> Reed Drummond. Cool. No, that, that's not Ponca City. That's but that that's the Pioneer that's Woman. That is the Pioneer Woman. She is a that's pioneer. in Pahuska. That's in Pahuska. Uh, pioneer Woman okay. is a statue from. Way back when, it's like in all the she stole the name history, Pioneer Woman. She did. She stole it. Ah, uh, well, Pioneer Woman. Was then I don't like her anymore. <laughs> okay. <laughs> no, no, no. We we still like Reed Drummond. Do not write letters. Okay, okay. No, no. We I would like love her, yeah. to meet her. She <laughs> wants to meet her. I'd love to meet her. Yeah. We love. She's we great. love Pioneer. We should go on a Stormdar uh, uh, field trip to the Reed Drummond Ranch. Absolutely. And, and we get to meet her. Go eat her her restaurant. Absolutely. Oh my gosh, let's do. We should. Okay, when. August? Anytime. Let's do it in August. <laughs> I don't care. No, let's do it in August. Well, I'll we'll have I've our never... people call her people. Yeah, yeah. I've never been to Pahuska, but I would like to go. It's not that far Well, away. I'm off in August. Well, me too. Well, we're going to Orlando, but... Ugh. Like another cruise or but something? It, it, no, it we're be... just going to drive there. Oh, okay. <laughs> but we'll be off later on that month, too. We're going to cruise okay. through Orlando. <laughs> awesome. <laughs> wow. Um. That is all the information I oh, have for this oh, week. Oh, you, we have drained you of information then. Um, uh, I, I, okay, one little bitty uh, <coughs> tidbit of in other news. The uh, majority of southwest Missouri has been under a frost advisory or a freeze warning, except for McDonald County, which is the extreme southwestern corner. We know right where that's at. Yes. Now, um, the Tulsa office has joined in the fun and a frost advisory is it for northeast Oklahoma and northwest Arkansas and McDonald County has just been sitting there going what about us what about so us so either bring in those plants or cover those plants but wait a minute McDonald County is now officially under a frost advisory they decided to put McDonald so all of our friends in McDonald County Congratulations. You are now officially with the rest of Southwest Missouri. Northwest. You know what they do in McDonald County? Uh, what? That's where Noel is. He's in your Christmas cards. <laughs> no. Oh, gosh. <laughs> sure, it was giving me the eye. Because <laughs> I could have said other things. Okay. It's time to get to the last <laughs> It's the weather word of the week. Take a bath in the creek there. Yeah. <laughs> oh, okay. Good thing we're almost done with this podcast. All right. Please don't so, send hate mail. So, yeah, please don't send hate mail. <laughs> we're just having fun. So, Shara, what is this week's Stormdar Weather Weather Word of the Week? Arroyo? 
Arroyo. Spelt A-R-R-O-Y-O. Arroyo. And I have friends that are named Arroyo. That's an actually... Uh, like their last name? Yeah. Oh, okay. Yeah. So what is, uh, what is an Arroyo? In hydraulic terms... What? It's a water-carved what? channel. No, no. Start, start over. Oh, hydrologic. Sorry, I read too fast. Okay, there you go. <laughs> hydrologic terms. It's a water-carved channel or gully in arid country. Usually rather small with steep banks, dry most of the time. Due to infrequent rainfall and the shallowness of the cut, which does not penetrate below the level of permanent ground water. We have several of those areas around here. Arroyos? Oh, yeah. Yeah, I, yeah, I think uh, Iserman Park is one of them. <laughs> it, just, it just sits there. <laughs> I don't know. Would, would, would Iserman Park be an arroyo? I mean, I don't think so. This is a water carved channel or gully. Yeah. Well, it's got little. Yeah. Carved by water. I, I think Iceman Park is just a drainage anomaly. Well, you're right there next to the lake. Yeah, that's true. It says it's dry most of the time due to infrequent rainfall. In arid area. Yeah, okay. So probably not Iceman Park. So there you go. But it's a cut channel from when it does. Well, Actually, that does make sense. I've seen, I've heard those, like in, especially in the desert southwest, where you see the channel, but and then rainfall comes, and it's like all of a sudden it's a flooding, right. and you know, flash flooding can occur there. Yeah, are they ever going to get rid of the flash flood? Flash flood watches are gone in Springfield. Not according to they some are. TV stations. <laughs> They're gone. Flash flood warnings are still in existence. See that would make sense. Seriously, that would make sense. Still have to warn people, right? Yeah, because because they were talking about you know I don't want to get in the whole conversation. Some TV but stations shit. aren't as up on the latest flash flood trends as we are at Storm Dar Weather. That's true because we go with the latest government. We read. We we yeah. We know. We know that the well. I'll tell you the flash flood watch is already gone. And I don't know if that's for every National Weather Service office, but it is for Springfield. That's what I thought. It's, flush, it's just a flood, it's watch, a flood watch, right? Which is fine. Yeah, same thing. But I mean, in 2024, the advisories go away. See, I'm way anxious—not anxious, but curious several about advisories. That. Though we we have still, tons of they advisories. Still issues flood advisories. We're under a frost advisory but, tonight. But from what I understand, not only advisories, but the. Uh, Special weather, weather state- statements are going. Yeah, to too. I think we're both on that. It's like, yeah, I'm whatever. fine with that. So the other day, I did some shopping at Silver Dollar City. Oh, congratulations! And I did some shopping near the cave desk, and I had my Stormdar hat on. Yeah, there was a gentleman that helped me, and he was trying to read my hat. And he's like, Stormdar weather. I said, Absolutely. What was the name? said it was local weather and i said and your gentleman over there at the cave desk runs it so you might check him out he's like i might have to do that there's still so people if you that get don't a guy know. that comes up to you asking about storm weather now you know why <laughs> i thought you know there's tons of people around this town that know us was he in a wheelchair tons of people that still don't know us I, he was sitting down so i don't know he wasn't Ken. in a wheelchair though but he was over in the hospitality house in the back that part Ken. I didn't look at Ken? his name. 
Oh. A lot of people at Silver City don't realize that I'm a part of Stormdar. Yeah. They talk about Stormdar. And I think it's cool. I like when people talk about Stormdar when they don't know how, that I, know, I have that's anything so cool. to do with that's, it. I know. That's so cool. <laughs> yeah. That's the coolest part ever. Yeah. You know, I mean, we love meeting people. You know, we, we, you know, if you see us out there, come and stop us and say, hey. And yeah, then, don't be weird and just take pictures of us. Come up and say hi first. Yeah, and then take pictures of us. <laughs> yeah. And then post us to your website or, or your The Hollister Early Childhood. Oh, that was so fun. They, 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 po- they just posted about us today. They posted about us today. They post, posted a bunch of pictures and praised. They thanked us for coming out, yeah. which was great. Yeah. We had a good time out there. We, you know, three and four-year-olds. You know, and they I said, were a great I said before, it's like I wasn't sure great, about this, and I thought, but it, this was kind of fun, but, actually. But we te- we 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 seemed to uh, be on their level, and they seemed that they were, you know, well, we came down to their level. I, say, I don't think we're on, we're, we're not on their level. level. <laughs> we seemed to keep them interested. <laughs> they were scared of storms, right? Of so we share up. We were scared of storms back then. <laughs> yeah, I was. I wouldn't. Still am. I would. <laughs> we uh, have our uh, children's pastor and his daughter at our church that uh, we're talking the other day about. I'm getting a phone call. Um, we're talking about storm chasing. Oh, yeah, and, yeah, yeah. And and how they wondered if Corey had ever gone storm chasing. I'm like, oh. <laughs> oh, my gosh. Have we ever? <laughs> We've gone where the storms chase dust. <laughs> <laughs> Yeah, exactly. That's the thing. There's, po- I mean, we, we've had podcasts we've on that. Not only have we been storm chasing, but the storm has chased us chased. more than we've been storm chasing. Yeah, that's what happens. That's actually what. But happens. anyway, yeah, he's like, we we would love to go. I'm like, oh, Corey would love to take you storm chasing if he ever had the time. You know, we we we. You know, that's something we could do in the future. And you know, uh, for storm chasing classes, no, no, not classes. Just you know, go out, you know, get in a big van, have Corey take everybody it's out been there. Such a long time though since we. I'm not it taking does. my van because it gets hailed on, and my van's. Yeah, nice. you gotta have a, an old van that you don't care if it gets hailed. Well, damaged. that's true. Like Reed does. It's like he has. You we know, took we took the station cars when we would go. Well, yeah, because it's not yours. When he worked for TV, we would take the station cars because we don't want to get our own cars with hail damage. Oh, I know. If you're gonna chase tornadoes, you're gonna get hail damage. Yeah, we we need to we need to start talking about chasing and rule safety rules and chasing and stuff in a, in a podcast coming up uh, because there's a lot of people who don't know what they're doing that's out there that's causing the real chasers uh, to uh, get a bad the name. ones that are reporting tornadoes on the ground to the national yeah, weather service causing I'm, a tornado emergency. Yeah, I'm curious about that. I really am. I'm so but glad I'm you hoping, that's all the national I'm weather service could do. Being naive, I don't blame though. them at all because there was no radar coverage in that. They were that's what miles that's away. what I said. It's like I side with the national weather service. I think Keep we should. People I safe. think they should invest in more radars in more areas. I do. I don't know. I don't know how how much. I mean, Springfield radar breaks all the time. It needs a paint job. I think that's why it's, I think that's why it's breaking down. It does need a paint Have job. You seen that? It needs a paint job. <laughs> it needs a lot. Well, it went out. It, it's been out a couple of times, and then it went the out the other week. morning. And it's like it's out again. But that was only out for like thirty minutes. Yeah, but you never know. That thirty minutes turns into two days. It can't. And I think I texted texted you, Corey. I thought it was hysterical on their message. It just said three things: radar down, comma. Text notified, comma, 
no ETA. Yeah. <laughs> That's all they said. And it's like, okay. Of course it happened on a storm day. It well, you have to know where to look for those statuses. You can't just find them. It's, they're it's hard weird. To find. It took me forever to find it. Did you uh, find like it on a radar, radar scope? Yeah. Because yeah. you have to go up to the, to open up the side panel and then kind of go to what the radar There's tab. The eye that you click on. Yeah, it's weird. Yeah. I don't know. So. Anyway, I think we babbled long. <laughs> what do you share? like, yes. All right. So, anyway, so Corey, you got anything else to add? This? No. No, Shara, you're, you're, you're done. I'm done. You're done. All right. Just uh, Frost Advisory tonight, big warm up for the week. Just keep watching our page. So, it's time to wrap this thing up then. So, be sure to look for us on Facebook at Stormdar Weather. Like and follow our page and be sure to like or comment on our posts to have them show up in your newsfeed. You can always contact us through our Facebook page or send us an email to stormdarweather at gmail.com. Also, check out our website at stormdarweather.com. Well, that does it for this time, so join us for next week. Join us next week for the next edition of... I'll get it right in a minute. The Stormdar Weather Podcast.